common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katzimatidis and Cats at Night on 77 WABC. Welcome back to the John Katzimatidis Cats at Night show. Now on the line for us, Professor Alan Dershowitz. Just a couple of decades at Harvard Law, constitutional expert, and his latest book, the what is it? It's The Price of Principle, Why Integrity is Worth the Consequences. Welcome back to Cats and Night, Professor Dershowitz. Your book title you know, couldn't be more poignant than, than at this moment in time. Well, I've tried to live my life based on principles, essentially three principles, free speech for everybody, due process for everybody, and real equality for everybody. And I'm being, you know, punished for that because I'm not a partisan enough. I'm not strongly enough against Trump. And so people but in Martha's do, but, Vineyard, but you know, censor me. Yeah. Professor, yeah. you still have a Harvard uh, email address. They haven't taken that away from you yet. <laughs> no, they're not going to. You know, I had tenure for 50 years. I taught 10,000 students. Some of the leading leaders of the country today are students who came through my class. I can't walk down a street without somebody coming over to me and saying, I was in your class in 1990. I was in your class this last night. I was at a restaurant. Two guys came over to me. I was in your class. And then a woman came over to me. I was in your class. So my influence, whether or not I'm canceled now, uh, continues. That's the great thing about being I'm going to make up business cards advisor to Alan uh, Dershowitz. <laughs> I'll be an advisor to you. You're yeah. you're the influential person. Uh, you know, I wrote my book, The Case, The Price of Principle, because I have to tell this story about how principle really results in attacks on me, attacks on my family, attacks on my friends, attacks. Uh, you can't go. I can't speak in the library. I can't speak in the synagogue just because I defended President Trump in front of the Senate. I can speak on cats, though. That's more important you, than anything. You, you, we have everybody speak on cats. Uh, Judge Weinberg, you had a significant question to ask the uh, Professor Dershowitz. It's Richard Weinberg. I read your uh, your article about this double standard. Yeah. Uh, about the whatabouts. Would you explain that to our listeners? Yeah. You know, Hillary Clinton, who I know, who's a friend, walks around with a hat, uh, you know, basically mocking the argument that says, why shouldn't there be equality uh, between two potential presidential candidates. She was a presidential candidate. There were problems with her classified uh, mail. And, and she was not criminally investigated or indicted. In fact, the head of the FBI said nobody would prosecute somebody like that. And then you have Trump, who's probably going to run for president again. And he is being uh, investigated with a search warrant. And, and uh, you know, the argument that, that you make about equality, they mock it by saying, Oh, what about her emails or, you know, what about ism? Uh, no, those are good arguments. In a country committed to equality, uh, you must ask the question, what about Sandy Berger? What about Hillary Clinton? Why were they not subjected to this kind of massive search that included the closet of Mrs. Trump and, you know, a safe that nothing was in? You can't have a double standard of justice, and you can't say when people – are against the double standard of justice. Oh, that's just what aboutism. That's just what aboutism. Two wrongs don't make a right. No, but if two wrongs are treated differently, it's a third wrong, and we can't allow that. I, 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 professor, uh, I mean, people were saying yesterday, and we were talking, that uh, we're coming down to what happened in Mar-a-Lago. Either Trump gets indicted or Garland has to resign. It's going to have to be one or the other. 
Well, no, I think Garland could become a gentleman here and can get up and say, look, we've done an investigation thoroughly, and we've concluded there that there's nothing there. Uh, and that's well, why after, we that'll be so on page, That'll be on page 49 of, no, of uh, the I Washington know. Post. <laughs> and now, Professor Dershowitz, well, we have the Trump, Trump administration. They're asking for complete transparency. The DOJ wants to yeah. not have the affidavit unsealed, and a Florida judge is expected to hold a hearing this week. Yeah. Yeah. What are your predictions? Do you think that's a good idea or a bad idea to unseal well, the supporting affidavit? I think it's essential. In in my book, The Price of Principle, I say that one of the principles that I've always lived by is that if there's a conflict between two people and one of them wants everything to come out and the other one wants to keep everything secret, always believe the person who wants everything to come out. And now in this case, we see Trump says, reveal the affidavit. Oh, you can cut the names of the informers out, confidential informers. We can redact. But we have to know what were they looking for? Were they actually looking for nuclear secrets? And if they were, why did they wait eight months? Why did they even wait three days after they got the warrant? <coughs> they didn't even search that day. So it can't be that much. Of an it, it, I think we it's all American a bunch public. of crap, Professor. I don't think yeah. that, that Trump would not have nuclear se- secrets. What would he do uh, with them? And the, the nuclear codes, they change them every day. Of course. I mean, I, I mean, this is, they just want to feed the people of our country a bunch of crap. And Merrick Garland well, we also said that. that he waited weeks. He was deciding for weeks whether or not to conduct the raid. They also took the weekend off before they did it. If there was such yeah. highly sensitive information that Trump had that risked national security, why wait so many weeks? Why take the weekend off? It's just not making any sense. No, I, I agree with you. I presume everybody innocent. And so I'm presuming Garland innocent as well. I knew him when he was a Harvard Law student. He's a very decent man. I supported his nomination to the Supreme Court. But he owes us an explanation, and he didn't do it in his statement. He said, oh, we have to have even-handedness. Oh, we don't go in for searches unless there's no other alternative. All of that was the right thing to say. But he hasn't given us the basic information. Why did you have to have a search warrant? Why wasn't a subpoena enough? You could have enforced the subpoena, made them bring the boxes to court. The judge would go through the boxes, decide which documents are privileged, which are not. And we would have had reasonable justice here. They grab everything, including his passports. And, and then took nine hours. Saying, Whoops. Yeah. Nine hours. Whoops. Governor Pataki, you had a question? Yeah, Professor, this is George Pataki. Uh, first, hi, I, Governor Pataki. Hi. You were a great governor. I really liked, I really loved the way you ran New York. Well, thank you very much. Uh, from a liberal Democrat, I'll accept it <laughs> with, with okay. gratitude. Uh, I think what you said earlier about the, the double standard and the, the Hillary and the, uh, emails compared to the Trump treatment is absolutely true. And the perception that I have, and I think almost a majority, if not a majority of Americans have, is that we have a politically partisan Justice Department. Uh, now, Ambassador, Ambassador Bolton yeah. was just on defending the FBI <laughs> and the Justice Department. I understand it. There are great people there. But yeah. – uh, given the Russian hoax and what we've seen lately, uh, do you believe that the top of the Justice Department uh, is untrustworthy because of the partisan nature of how they're trying to conduct justice in this country? You put your finger right on it. I think it's inherent in the Justice Department that they'll always be untrustworthy. That's why we need special counsel. You shouldn't have one person, the attorney general, who is the political advisor to the president, whose job it is to try to get the president reelected 
who is in the president's cabinet deciding who to prosecute. There should be a separate division, a separate unit. In England, it's called the director of public prosecution. In Israel, there's a separate unit. In most European democracies, they separate out two functions of the Justice Department. We merge them together. And that's why we've had this problem for years. We had it when Clinton was indicted. We had it with, when, when Reagan was in office. We had it with Meese. We had it with, with Watergate. We have to divide the Justice Department into two different I think we all agree. We all yeah. agree because right now the Justice Department is just an arm of the executive office, and they control the FBI. And I understand through a lot of my friends in the FBI that uh, the FBI is really annoyed that Garland, your, fr- your friend Garland, yeah. is putting yeah. the thumbs on them. Right. 14 yeah. FBI whistleblowers yeah. came forward alleging misconduct, basically, on the part yeah. of the FBI. Look, I love FBI agents. I've had a lot of dealings with them. I, and and they're, they're some of the bravest people in America, but there's an institutional problem here. Unfortunately, I have my own podcast, so I have to go, but love to be on again as soon as possible. Well, thank you, Professor Dershowitz, and, uh, and uh, uh, he always comes up with uh, common sense uh, solutions. What, what say you, uh, Governor? Well, yes, but I, I disagree with what he just said about the, the Justice Department inherently and for a long term. Uh, being partisan. I don't think we've seen anything like we see right now in it's the partisan horrible. nature of horrible. the Justice Department. Well, no. We saw it with Hunter Biden. Well, wait, wait. We see it how now. About, how about with, uh, with President Obama's uh, Justice Department? Yeah, no question. Well, uh, I mean, they did whatever they want. I got, how about uh, the Palmer raids in the early part of the 20th century? Woodrow Wilson's Attorney General. Ridiculous. We're going to take a break right now, and we're going to have uh, Lou Dobbs give us a financial report, and when we come back, I want to talk about what happened today in uh, New York amongst ourselves.